Welcome to Canada's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Schneider Electric, supporting Canadian businesses with innovative energy management and automation solutions. Schneider Electric, your digital partner for sustainability and efficiency. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Brandy Heather of Amped to Play, based out of Cochrane, Alberta. She's the Chief Knowledge Officer and founder of the company. Thanks for joining us today, Brandy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, let me just start by asking you, like, what is Amped to Play and what do you guys do? Well, Amped to Play was really founded on the idea that we needed to get back into our resilient and creative, innovative selves and and opening up the conversation on diversity and inclusion, change management. And so we were really looking at this process of how could we make a real difference in the landscape for business and education and healthcare. And so Amp2Play designs trainings and certifications Um, and professional services for organizations that are looking for the solutions to or the foundations for diversity and inclusion training, for taking a look at change management in these times of of so much change and transition. And we also have a product line. So that's our professional services. We have a product line called ISO Love Play, where we're actually trying to put play back into the hands of children and families around the world. And so we have a product uh, as well, a, a play box that, that ignites play. But, but our, main, our main strategy is really taking a look at returning companies to play, getting them back in play. Well, let me just, uh, uh, first of all, a couple of uh, factual stuff. Uh, when did uh, you start the company, Brandy? The company was founded in 2017. And and in 2018, I actually left teaching. I had been a college professor for over 20 years and uh, came to the business full time. And so, yeah, we've, we've been in place since 2017. Okay, super. And can you talk a little bit about uh, how it started and the why? Why did you, did you start uh, this company? Well, it's interesting. I uh, my background is in disability inclusion. Uh, for twenty years, I taught um, at the post secondary level at Red Deer College. I taught how do we take coaching and nursing and sports science and all those pieces and actually get people to be more inclusive in their practice by understanding first themselves and. For a long time, I wondered what that strategy was that I was using that worked so well, so so well received. And, and I realized it was actually play, that I actually brought people into play. And that's where they did their greatest learning. And so I, I did uh, some uh, training and professional development in play therapy and got my feet wet in that world. And I realized, oh my goodness, this actually is transformational. Play can actually change how people interact with each other, how companies interact with every part of their team from talent acquisition to human resources. And so the company was developed by myself and and Ozzy Sawicki, who is a um, Hall of Fame, uh, is in the Paralympic Hall of Fame. 
um, for, for his work. He's an incredible business strategist. And together uh, with the content and this, the business strategy, we created Amp to Play. So can you talk a little bit about some of the specifics? Uh, the, you know, give me some examples of uh, what kind of things uh, can companies do uh, you know, in this area? So um, one of our products is called Policy to People. It was really designed to help companies take these wonderfully well-written policy documents about everything from diversity and inclusion to um, you know, processing their business and all of these fancy documents and, and wonderful, we need policy, but was the policy translating to the people that were using it? And so one of the things that we do is a, a 21 hour course where we come in and work with a business and help them to really get connected to their, the diverse strengths of their organization. So we really build people from creativity and innovation and help them to understand that that's actually a huge part of how a company um, can strategize for profit and engagement and loyalty and retention. And so we come and work with organizations in a couple of ways. That's just one that we come in and do a policy to people course with your team. Mm -hmm. And I see you're uh, uh, author of uh, the book, Return to Play. I am. <laughs> right behind you there. I uh, am. Uh, what is the book about? And uh, what's the best basic premise of the, of the book? So the book, um, the book for me was an opportunity to share with the world the real power that play has to create change. And the book really takes a look at fundamentally how we interact with play in our daily lives. Uh, we take a look at, in the book, we take a look at how in our personal lives, when we are feeling overwhelmed and scared, um, how we actually resist play and we don't play very often. Um, and in our businesses that we do the same, that when we are faced with enormous transition and change, that we, we don't play. And, and let me just give a, a brief definition of that because I think people always ask me, like, what do you mean by play? Yeah. Like, do we stop work and then we play and then we go back to work? And, and play is really a space where we feel our most creative and capable selves. So it doesn't, um, it's a place where we choose what, we choose the direction we're going. We use our kind of creative and innovative selves and we're free to do that. And so the question is, are there moments in our work day that we can actually put ourselves so that our play takes on some of the assets or our work becomes some aspects of play or flow? And that's actually the main goal of the book is, is helping people to question, um, what can I do in my work that could be could also be considered play where I'm actually bringing all of my full self to work. Yeah. Do you think uh, as a society, we've kind of lost uh, our ability to play? We have, and not just our kids. I, uh, I talk in the book about our kids losing this ability to play when we standardize and structure everything, but we have actually done it in our, in our business and, and our educational worlds as well. So often, I think we have lost this ability to play because we're so focused on play being this 
you know, frivolous, unproductive space, but actually play is our most productive space. Um, and so making that shift, it's a hard shift. We have, we have stopped playing for sure. And it, it's, we're seeing all sorts of results of that. We're seeing people unable to cope and navigate things that are new and different and unknown to us. Can you yeah, maybe elaborate a little bit more on that, the consequences of our loss of play? So we're really seeing it. Um, we're seeing it in our kids and their ability to cope and be, you know, resilient when things are are different or changing. And, and I relate that too to people. So children's ability to cope with new and different environments and people is actually reduced by the fact that we don't let them go out and play f- as freely as we used to. Um, you know, you and I probably know that that we spent a lot of time in free unstructured play when we were kids yeah. and we actually learned a ton of things from that. So that's actually relating now to our adulthood. It's now, it's now seeping into the way that we connect with other people and try to, to navigate things that are totally new to us or unknown. And so it's a little bit like traveling in a world where you're afraid someone's going to come out from around the corner all the time and jump out and scare you. And you're not really ready for that. So I feel like that as we start to return to play, just be a little bit more mindful that we need to let go and, and that the structure is, it's there for a purpose, but there's also a place for this absolutely unstructured space because that's where great solutions come from. At Schneider Electric, we empower Canadian businesses to utilize energy and resources efficiently. Schneider Electric, the future of energy. You know, um, I have a, a, a very strong sports background, not that I was an athlete or anything, but <laughs> I, uh, uh, as, a, as a journalist, I spent a lot of time covering sports and, um, you know, uh, from the minor level to the elite level Olympics and, and you know, the people that I've talked to over the years, uh, the successful business people uh, I've talked to uh, that had a sports background always referred to that sports background as giving them the base uh, for a lot of stuff, right? Uh, for things like teamwork, things like resilience, uh, you know, things like setting goals and 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 learning how to, to overcome obstacles, you know, things like learning how to fail right because you 100 in every game right and uh um so yeah we've got to return to that so how do we do that like how do we you know change a society that you know i look across you know i'm you know looking across my street now right and uh you know, if I go back in time, 30, 40 years ago, uh, whatever, when I was a kid, I would be outside playing street hockey with my kids, right? Now I don't see anybody out there. Yeah, you'd be out there with every kid too. Like yeah. you'd, That was the thing. I, I think we need a strategy for that. And, and I think Amp to Play is set that strategy in place so that we can start to talk about play as the absolute new frontier for creating not only kids who are more creative and innovative and resilient and that are challenging risky situations, but also in our business lives where we're really challenging this standard sturdiness with something that's different 
because we actually know that standard and sturdiness won't get us to our, our potential. Um, standard and sturdiness won't get us to innovation and growth. And, and so I think the first step is to really put play and fear in the same, in the same box and be like, we need to not be so scared of something that is so powerful. And we've lost it because the seriousness and academic, you know, structure of what we do. But if you look at sports, for example, none of us started our sport life with the seriousness in which maybe we ended it. We actually started a hundred percent in play. We love to do it. We, we did it because it made our bodies and our brains feel good. And so if I can come back to your sport illustration, that's actually, we need to start back into the things that actually give us choice and, and is a little bit risky and tell us who we are. Do you think that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, I, I look at, at downtown Calgary, for example, and then and maybe even out in the suburbs, but offices, right? More and more, you're seeing offices bringing in kind of like a, a playful environment for employees. You know, there's foosballs and, uh, you know, and, and uh, things like that in kind of uh, amenities in office space. Is that part of the reason uh, why they're doing it? You know what? Um, I have a real, <laughs> my thought on this is, is that people are often bringing in playful things because someone said to them, if you bring in playful things, employees will be happier. But we forgot to ask the employees, like we forgot to ask people what would actually make you feel like true belonging and engagement in your job. And oftentimes it's not a ping pong table. Um, a ping pong table ends up being a, you know, a wonderful structure to store things on because yeah. you didn't really ask people. Um, so I'm trying to get organizations to really stop trying to make it a thing. Like we don't need to bring in a foosball table or a ping pong table. What we need is to find out how the people in our organization play, how what they value, what part of their work really feels like oh my goodness, I could do this part of my job forever. Like, I love this part. And this is actually what I do outside of these walls too, because that actually we know leads to less absenteeism, more retention, right? More loyalty, all those things. But yeah, we want, again, we want the standard and sturdy. If I bring in a ping pong table, then I did the play thing and now I'm good. But I actually think the play is is actually in your people. You know what is funny because I, I just reminiscing about my days at uh, at the Calgary Herald uh, uh, and uh, I remember um, working sports and uh, sports was primarily a night shift right and uh, and our staff used to uh, used to play <laughs> in 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 the newsroom right I remember Absolutely. like little you know those little footballs like those little uh, soft footballs and we toss them around all around the newsroom and stuff like that and. Uh, uh, I, I just remember those days fondly. And uh, I just think a lot of that sense of uh, play and, I don't know, spontaneity and, and, and uh, creativity is gone in, in, in workplaces. And, and it is. And, and actually, if you think, if you walk into so many businesses right now, if you see people in play at their job, 
that you want to be there. It is a customer service experience for to be in a place where people really love what they do. And someone said to them, you can bring your whole self to work. Um, so that that's really contagious. And that's actually the movement we need to make that when when people feel good at work, mentally, physically, they can be in play and laugh and and do the things that actually, you know, create an, an environment for productivity, then that's created by people. You have a winning solution there, but you've got to get your people back in play. I'm going to throw something odd at you and uh, yeah. thoughts, but <laughs> I've often thought, you know, you know, we send kids to, to camps, right. And uh, uh, where they're playing and, and doing all these sorts of activities often thought, why don't we do that with adults? Why don't we send uh, set up these, these camps where Joe Blow executive, you know, uh, vice president or senior vice president of a company and the rest of his team go to a camp for a weekend and just play. And, and can you imagine the psychological, physical effects of actually having a weekend in play with your organization? Um, and and we we do that where we just take people away as a group and as a team and people like say, oh, that's team building. It is partially team building, but it's also getting people back um, so that on Monday they feel not only more like they belong in that space, but now they're hugely motivated. Play is hugely motivating. And and so, yeah, I can we can take a team away for a weekend and make a real difference in how they bond and connect to each other and, and engage with each other in diverse and inclusive ways. But, but the real proof is going to be on Monday when you still let that happen. So I love the camp idea, but it also has to translate on Monday morning. And that's, for me, that's the challenge. I don't want to create a training that's that's 20, you spend 21 hours with me and then, uh, you know, Monday, nothing changes. But what we find is you spend 21 hours um, really getting to know people in play and Monday morning is different. Your organizational culture changes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else, uh, Brandy, you wanted to add? Uh... No, I really, uh, I appreciated the opportunity today for sure. Okay, super. That was Brandy Heather, who is Chief Knowledge Officer and founder of Amped to Play, based out of Cochrane, Alberta. She's also author of Return to Play. And this has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast is brought to you by Schneider Electric, supporting Canadian businesses with innovative energy management and automation solutions. Schneider Electric, your digital partner for sustainability and efficiency.